Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling episode 162 from March the 4th, 1995. I'm sitting here with Doc. And not Hard Body Hopper as we take another fun journey through Smoky Mountain Wrestling. The situation is still perilous here with us in our recording schedule. But hey, if you want these episodes to drop on time like they always do, well, you're going to get Doc and I today. Doc, how you doing, man? We're into March, man. The weather's starting, you know, it's starting to thaw out outside. Getting this thing rolling, man. It might be March in the Smokies, but it's it's still pant the piss hot in September here. Uh, where Jesus we're Christ, it's 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 September. It's supposed to be a hundred today. It's supposed to be a hundred tomorrow. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to do anything, but if a Benoit situation breaks out, at least you know why. You might want to say not to Allegedly. say that on a podcast that goes out to the thousands of people that this one goes out to. I've told you that. I'm before. just saying that I'm just, I'm like I said I'm not I'm feeling good. I'm just saying that the heat makes men go crazy. Man, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired. Man, it's 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 just terrible, man. I will say this. I, I don't I wouldn't want to live up north where it snows all the time either. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, weather's weather is bullshit no matter where it is. How about right. that? Can right. we we can agree on that? Everybody's weather's stupid. But but our our quote unquote, if you want to call it, fall in winter is very very mild. In especially our winters usually are mild. No, we get some cold spells, but. I am ready for those mild winters where temperatures are in the 40s, man. I can deal with that any day. And our broads hey. can take their pumpkin spice latte bullshit and freaking being cold all the time and want to put the heater on 78. They can take that shit and shove it, man. Because you and I, we love when it gets a little chilly outside and you can, you can just go out there and not sweat your balls off. Changes in the weather are no reason to change the thermostat. Good God almighty. Please, these broads need to hear that. Holy shit. God. I, I just said it. Play it for Sasha. Come here. Grab her by the hair. Drag her. Grab her by her weave and drag her in there. I think people and, don't believe me when I say I con- that time I walked in the door and this broad had that thing on 78 and it was only like 45 outside. I was like, and, what she, and she was wearing a sweater. Yes. She, you're like, I married you for that thick, fat ass. Why doesn't it keep you warm? Jesus Christ. I mean, come on. Dude, she had it on 78, and then she had the freaking uh, space heater on right next to her. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Man, I'm saying turn, turn on the oven and climb in that motherfucker. Jesus. But let's keep the rest of the house feeling comfortable. Amen. But people didn't tune in to listen to, to weather talk. They tuned in for wrestling. You got damn um, right. Yeah, that's why we're here is to escape the, these troubles and problems that we have. Uh, 
So do you need to talk about anything and chill anything, or can we just get to the ring, perhaps? One thing, shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, our largest page contributors monthly. Thank you for all your support. And this is taping number three from uh, the Mulberry Street Rec Center in North Carolina. Uh, Les Les and Jim Ross... Open up the show as usual. They uh, talk about Boo Bradley. We'll take on Bad Boy Billy Black in this uh, this week's episode in the Beat the Champ or for the Beat the Champ TV title. Remember, uh, Boo is the champion right now. And then Budro is back and he has his, and I say he's back. I mean, he's back with his clothes on uh, in the main event this week. So also the gangsters will take on the new Southern boys. We'll have to see what happens there. Uh, damn it. Start the Patreon video, Mike. I clipped off the first 30 seconds of that. There it is. Patreon video Jeez. finally started. Uh, you know, got a lot going on. Why don't you just make it a clean sweep and re- release this at the wrong time, too? I know, man. Well, look, here's the thing. Because of our recording issues, and I don't mean like scheduling. I mean, uh, there are issues with the actual recording software that is being used. I've literally got two backup recorders gone, going on while we do this and the Patreon video that I had to start. So I got to start all those. Uh, as we do this. So there you go. Anyway, um, we go to the ring and it's Brian Logan versus Dirty White Boy. White Boy wins in under two minutes. So, Doc, did you have anything from the opening with Les and Jim or Brian Logan and Dirty White Boy? I do have a couple of things here, son. Sure. JR said that Buddy will be here, but he won't be in his little white underwear, which is comforting for everyone involved, especially the ladies. And they're talking about the upcoming card for March Madness. How fast would you get sued in 2019 for pulling that off? Very quick, probably. I mean, uh, I mean that may be the most you couldn't do that today thing we've heard in in three and a half years here. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, that's not true because, like today. They do something every single episode that you couldn't do today, playing original I, music. I agree, but I'm just saying Leonard Skinner might not know to come after him, but the NCAA is going to put a quick end to that shit. Well, let me tell you what's funny about the, the music part that kills me is we've heard Corny mention how like Cornette like, would ask Rick Rubin, he's like, hey, you know, should, should we be playing this music? And Rubin... The fucking music industry expert in in this industry was like, "Eh, just keep doing it until they tell you something like. (laughs) Yeah, but that's before YouTube and that's before. I mean, you could hide back then. You're at the very tail end of when you could get away with shit. I guess that's part of it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they weren't, at least in their mind, they did because it's on YouTube. But in their mind, they weren't leaving a trail. It's funny to point out this is 95. This is literally the tail end of time when I think the internet is starting to get some traction. Fuck, it was a little bit after that for me. Well, remember, we weren't, we weren't, you and I were not early adopters of technology based on economic situations. When I say starting to get some traction, I mean literally like just. I mean traction. I'm not saying everybody has that when is online. this when Al Gore invented it? I don't know about that, but you know. You you remember when they first started talking about the internet and you'd hear people talk about it? The internet. It's like what? Well, what the fuck? Why would I want to do that? that I, I'm just like and now it's like how do you it's a part of life that you can't live without. And I will tell you what with my first 
thing on the internet that made me go, well, maybe this thing has something. Porn? No, because the back, well, that was the second thing. The first thing was me and a buddy of mine who actually listens to this show. I think, I don't know if he listens to this one, but he listens to the, the, the Crockett one. But he actually had dial up in probably 95. That's early. Or 96. And we found a wrestling message board. Yeah. Where they were talking about shit for real. And we were just amazed at all the things we found. I mean, that's where I found out what happened to Dino Bravo for real. We were sitting there like, holy shit, he got like murdered and shit over cigarettes. And that was the first time I found a, a purposeful use for the internet. So there you go. Wrestling message board. Email. What the shit is this email? Well, I'm not going to send somebody a message, man. I'll just go over to their house and tell them something. You sound like you and Cornette. I have it. Yeah, like Cornette right now. Right. Well, I evolved and he didn't, but you and I haven't laid eyes on each other in almost a year. And yet we talk pretty much every day. But 25 years ago, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it would have happened, but you'd have to pick up a phone and actually physically hit the button. Like I said, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll keep so going. So then we had Ryan Logan and D- Dirty White Boy. Man, Dirty White Boy was a good baby face coming in. He gave the handicapped boy a hug on the way in. He, the boy's got those crutches there. This will probably be a lot classier since Harper's not here to make fun of the, the, little, the little guy. The little fella. The little fella. Um, and at least we didn't have a cameraman zoom in on the boy's unfortunate circumstances. Um, okay, so last week we talked about the fact that some people don't like Corny because they think he's a hypocrite. And we talked about the fact that, you know, for the most part, it, I, I think you could say that you and I would both categorize ourselves as Jim Cornette guys. But we don't necessarily agree with just 100% of everything he says all the time because we don't a, agree with anybody 100% of the time. That was a pre-show. That was a Patreon pre-show. We talked about that, not the actual episode. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Become a patron. So here's an instance where I'm going to point out something where I think maybe there's a hole in some of Jim's logic. You ready? Oh, I'm waiting. Yeah. I've heard him cut promos on the fact that Kevin Owens wears a shirt, yet Dirty White Boy's out here wearing a t-shirt wrestling. Now, I don't have a problem with either one of them wearing a t-shirt, so don't get that wrong. I'm just saying that's something that happened. What are your thoughts? No, I think you have a valid point. I, I mean, he all, Corny kind of is also, and I can't, I can't cite exactly when or uh, he said this, but I mean, I know over the years, I mean, I listen to his shows. He's also made like mention of, you know, Owens not taking his, his health and not health, but his body serious. And, and I find that now ironic in recently talking to Tracy Smothers, where Tracy was like, you know, Tony, he said, Tony, Tony Anthony just never worked out. You know, nutrition wasn't obviously a thing, but 
All that said, just like Kevin Owens, he could get in the ring and go. And was one of the better and best workers during that time that you just don't even realize how great he was because he got saddled with T.L. Hopper and they made him a fucking plumber. So I agree with you when you say that. I mean, not only it's not just a shirt. It's just, you know, I, I, I've heard Corny criticize Owens' body. And, and I think Owens looks I think he looks better now than he may have in the past. Uh, so I will say that, but I've heard Corny say that. And again, we like, we like Jim. Jim's a friend of ours. He's been on the show multiple times, but eh, and, and I hey, don't know if he's right. If I'm going to listen, if I'm going to listen to anybody tell me about wrestling, it's probably going to be him. Oh, hell that yeah. doesn't mean that doesn't mean he's perfect. No one is except for me. And, you know, I just, you know, well, and I don't have a problem with him not working out or looking at it because Dirty White Boy is fucking believable to me. I, I think he's a credible character, so that's not a sticking point for me. But you're going to tell me Dick Murdoch was taking care of himself with those skinny arms and skinny legs and big beer belly in 1987 when he was standing next to you? That's the part about making de- declarative statements on a show is that it's easy to pick you know, exceptions to it. So that yeah. was my point there. I agree. There's, I, there's, before um, anybody runs with it, I love Cornette. He's a hero of mine, if I have any. And it's just a discussion point, guys. Yeah, yeah. It, that's all it is. It's a discussion point, like you said. I mean, and, and there's there are exceptions to rules. I mean, like, not only is Dirty White Boy, you know, technically, quote unquote, out of shape. I mean, look at Dusty. I mean, <sighs> Dusty in the 80s. Are, are you serious? I mean, <laughs> let's let's be real here. So, no, I, no we're just saying, you know. I've heard Corny say that, and uh, again, no one is always right 100% of the time, including myself. I'm not even, uh, you know, going to entertain Doc saying he's always right. He's, he's just not. So, whatever. Shit happens. All right, let's go to Dirty White Boy. We'll finally go to a promo with him. He's at the up there with JR right now. Here it is. Thanks very much, Les. Uh, March Madness, the next big event in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. The steel cage is going to go up. The question is, who's going to walk out? Madness, I can't wait till it shows up because a white boy finally got something he wanted. I've got a steel cage match with the nature boy Buddy Landell. Now, what that means, nature boy, no outside interference. And brother, you can't run nowhere. You got a squared circle that you have to stay in. And what's going to happen is I'm going to stomp your stinking guts out, take your head like a piece of cabbage, and run it through the grater. And guess what else, nature boy? There's a special keeper of the key so I don't have to worry about anybody coming up and unlocking that door until I get through with you. Nature boy, you run your mouth. You're disgusting, and nobody likes you, especially the dirty white boy. So you get ready for a whooping of a lifetime, tough guy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with more Smoky Mountain action, more on March Madness, right after you hear this. All right, Doc, what you got from white boy right there? Man, they're getting in the chicken coop. Look out. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was fine. I thought this was there. good. This is one of those solid ones that's not, you know, he got the cheese last week. This isn't going to win him cheese, but it's still solid and good and meat and potatoes like we talk about. So, Yep, I agree. Can't really add much to it. They're going to be in a cage, so stay tuned. Uh, we go then to the gangsters, and um, I'm not going to play this first part because basically they are uh, kind of just rehashing some things, and then they re-air the video from a few months back when Smoky mm-hmm. Mountain took the camera 
when I say Smoky Mountain, when Jim Cornette took the camera uh, <laughs> with uh, New Jack and Mustafa into the hood in Atlanta, and they shot. As we listen to the original New Jack Hustler. Yeah, so here it is. Uh, if you're watching on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Uh, I can imagine every time I watch this, I think of myself. I think, and I think to myself, all right, Corny shows up in his car. I don't know what kind of car he had at the time, but he shows up in his car, opens the trunk. He's got a camcorder and he's like, all right, guys, let's go film this. <laughs> and Jack and Mustafa just start socializing with all the brothers in the hood and they're just shooting random clips and videos of guys just chilling out and, Winos relaxing and uh yeah man I don't know what else to say as I uh think about this man this shit's this shit's hilarious when you watch it no matter how many times Doc? I agree <laughs> good recap though so anyway uh any other thoughts as they aired this recap no just how in danger corny was at all times but whatever Jim Cornette in the hood. <laughs> I can only imagine when they pulled up. They're like, this is goofy fucking white boy you got with you. Because <laughs> you know Corny showed up in some stupid looking with them glasses. He probably had them track pants on too that he wears. The t-shirt. Mm. Why are you busting glasses. on Corny, dude? I'm just saying. I would love. That's a question for the drive-thru. Seriously. Hashtag Corny Drive-Thru or uh, Corny Drive-Thru at gmail.com. Ask Cornette what he was wearing when they shot the, the gangsters vignette in the hood uh, after they won the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team titles. <laughs> Ask him what he was wearing when he showed up and if he was scared. All right. Uh, let's keep going. This is the second part of the promo. Now we're going to listen to New Jack and Mustafa. Uh, they're going to talk to JR and they got something to say. Here it is. You see it, you had a big celebration when you were the Smoky Mountain Champions. Need I remind you, you're no longer the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions. But, but you know what? When we were the champions, I'm going to tell you what it got me. I bought a condo. I bought a $30,000 bet paid for. I ain't making no payments. I ain't paying no rent. You got to deal with the fact that I ain't like them good old boys from way back in the day. If you don't like me, like I said before, the hell with all of you. This is the flag that's flying now. That rubber flag don't mean jack. We burying everybody with this. When you see us, you see that. And if you look at it, look at it good. It's more black than it is white. So don't you ever think I'm a minority because baby doll is 95 and I'm the majority. And you can take that to the bank, you bunch of sweaty dogs. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, certainly those comments are of New Jackson, not a Smoky Mountain Wrestling. We don't agree with what he had to say, but be that as it may, we will be right back. JR made sure to get that in. We don't agree with what he had to say. Doc, what did you have from it? Did you hear New Jack call white people sweaty dogs? See, yes. I told you. You told me what? That white people smell like puppy dogs to black people. Well, puppy dogs and sweaty dogs are two two different things. <laughs> Well, these, well, I smell like a puppy dog to bite people. Those people smell like sweaty puppy dogs. Okay. He didn't say nothing about puppy dogs. He just said dogs. There's a difference between a, well, a dog and a puppy. Well, a dog, okay? Okay. All right. Anything else you got from it? Man, my note here was that rebel flag talk is going to get them killed. Yeah. Well, you know what else is going to get them But when they went to the hood, going back to the the... Man, do you see how excited all those people were for New Jack and them to get around? It was like a it was like a 
Popeye's chicken sandwich lineup. Oh, in the get hood the fuck out of here. That's racist. What would the, come on. No, everybody got excited about the chicken sandwich, man. It's better than the Impossible Whopper, remember? Uh, that, that didn't come off good. You, you saying people, they're in the hood and people getting excited about the chicken. Come on. Bro. No, they were excited there and there's Popeye's in the hood, not because that. See, you read it all wrong. You're looking for the bad part of no, it. No, I'm you not. You can start shit. <laughs> I'm not looking at nothing. There's a Popeye's around the road for me, man. People were lined up there. I bet you they were I'm, all uh, white and Mexican. What's that supposed to mean? I'm just saying. Don't, don't, don't question me about what's supposed to mean. I'm just saying. I have I have African-American neighbors on my street, pal. Oh, and you know you what? You sound like the most racist person right now. I'm not no. racist. I've had four black people over to my house this year. Motherfucker, if you know, no, to quote D.L. Hewley, if you black black know how many... The last time I had black people over, it was you. See? But, but <laughs> to quote to quote DL Hewley, motherfucker, if you know how many black folks been in your house this year, you racist like a motherfucker. <laughs> but I don't have a lot of people in my house to begin with. Now, in the neighborhood here, we celebrate diversity. We we understand that, but they're not that coming to diversity your house. provides a rich tapestry. <laughs> For everyone's American experience. And so I don't appreciate it when you say hurtful things about my views on race relations when all I was doing was making a point about something that happened in the news with this Popeye's chicken sandwich. I'm just pointing something out. You just said, I'm not racist. I got black neighbors. What the fuck? That don't mean nothing. (laughs) No, no, that's not what I said. You said because of where I live, there wouldn't be any black people saying like it's 98% white Smoky Mountain style. And I'm just telling you that's not the case. All right, bro. It was a rib. Calm the fuck down. You're not very good at this. Now, okay. that's the why line you got that mad got and all me, worked up. Man, the line that got me was that X flag is more black than white. Well, I mean, he ain't lying. He's trying to tell you it, they're taking over. That should be scary. More <laughs> rifles were clutched, you know? He threw that line out. You got to deal with the fact that I ain't like them good old boys from back in the day. Like, that's powerful. Basically, he ain't, not- the, he ain't the JYD. He ain't too cool Scorpio. He's coming for that ass and that cash. I ain't here to shine your shoes, Master Jones. But you can shine my shoes. That's the other part of it. I ain't here to do what I used to do, but you can start doing it. And right. that's the part where people are going to lose their minds. Don't you ever think I'm the minority? I'm the majority, Jack. Instead of clutching their pearls, they're going to clutch their pistols and make the noise that your former coworker made when I said about Des Bryant watching my kids. What's that noise? (laughs) That's not what it said. What you said was, can you stop pissing in the middle of the show? I poured something in the sink, pal. Oh, okay. I'm what about you, to take a piss, but what not you now. said was she was commenting about how Dez was um, not the best, you know, had didn't have the best character, and you said I don't give a damn what crimes he commits or something like that. I'm not asking him to watch my kids. I'm asking him to win football games, and she went, huh, like, like somebody just, you know. Grabbed her by the split tail in the office, and she was appalled by your statement. It would have been, it would have been the same reaction if I'd unzip my fly 
and whipped out seven or eight inches of limp dick on her. Okay. Well, let's keep going. So we uh we keep going here. We uh we go to a plug. It's a third annual bluegrass brawl event announcement. Jr. and Les mentioned the upcoming bluegrass brawl, and they show clips of the first two brawls. Which, in my opinion, the first one that saw the Smoky Mountain saw the three way match with the bodies, Stud Stable, and Rock and Roll with Arn. That's probably the best. That one, one was fantastic. That's the one where White Boy and um. Tracy battle for the title in a chain match and probably one of the best chain matches you'll ever see. Um, and then you had the, the body stud stable and rock and roll with arm, which is magical. There's no other way to say it. That, that, that stuff was great. That was just great stuff. So that was, I stand by it. That's probably one of the best cards they ever had. I, I know there were bigger cards like night of legends and stuff, but that first bluegrass brawl might not have been their first big event, but it was their first big very successful one, I think, if you ask Cornette. And he talked about it. I mean, that yeah. building was packed, man. That was the be- one of the best houses. So Remember when Arn came out from under that sheet? Jesus Christ. That was the same taping where uh, Connie Moore had his arm split open. Crazy what happened in that one taping. Arn showed up and Connie Moore got sliced or sliced himself. You know the story. All right. And then they go to Boo Bradley and Billy Black for the Beat the Champ TV title match. I thought it was an okay match. Billy Black wins the TV title from Boo Bradley with a bulldog off the second rope. Um, but uh, again, we kind of talked about it. Since this is Black's only TV tape and he will end up deserting the TV title. Last week, Doc, you wanted to say something about this. So go ahead. Well, I have a couple of timestamps first. First, can you um, go to 1433, please? 1433, let's see, 1433, it's 1430. Who did he take that from? That move where he, uh... Yeah. Who did you think of from our past when you saw that move? Run it back again. No, I know exactly what it is, but I can't, I can't think of the name off the top of my head. It bees that way sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. That's an Iceman King Parsons move. But he wasn't the um, only one that did that, though. I know, but that's who what made me think of. Oh, gotcha. Uh, can you go to 1610, please? I love how you didn't even describe what move it was that you wanted me <laughs> that's to That's your play. job. Yes. Just you just roll through it, and these people. Here, here, here's what I assume: I assume that everyone listening is a patron and is on the video version <laughs> of this. If you go to sixteen ten, it's a rather unorthodox move for a guy from the swamp. Sixteen ten. Okay, let's see. All right, so Billy Black's picking up Boo Bradley right here, and um, he's about to whip him off into the corner, and he does so, and he does a cartwheel. Back elbow into Boo Bradley in the corner. And it goes back to what we said. They were, him and Deaton were like agile in the, as the wild yeah. bunch, doing moonsaults and all kind of crazy shit in 92. So, okay. And then the finish was nice. It was some nice trickery from Billy Black where he pretended like he seriously hurt his knee and they, you know, JR put it over. He could have shattered his kneecap. And then Boo backs up because he's hurt. And then he takes advantage of him and does the second rope bull, the, the second rope bulldog. So, I thought that was nice. Uh, you have a new champ. Um, apparently, the story. Uh, uh, first of all, I, it's too bad because uh, Billy Black brings something here because he's got a move set that's interesting, but he looks like one of these people. So 
it's kind of an interesting concept for him. But as you said, he just doesn't show up at the next taping. And, you know, you got to remember this is a few weeks before. So it's February probably when they're taping this next one and it snows. And apparently Billy Black was like, I ain't going out in that bullshit and just didn't show up. And Jimmy called him and said, hey, what's going on? He goes, man, it snowed. And Corny was like, so what? We wrestled. And that's the end of Billy Black. Yeah, he basically didn't make a town or I don't know if it was the next taping because of the snow. And and Corny was like, all right, but, you know, fire him. <laughs> yep. So it. there's a it's kind of. I'm. I mean, it's not like the worst thing in the world, but I'm kind of disappointed because I would have liked to have seen where that little storyline would have gone. And you have some people about to leave the promotion. Um, you know, I think. I think it's safe to say what primetime Brian Lee's gone now. Yeah. So you know, you got some people leaving, and it's you're flipping over the roster. He could have been part of that, but he's not. And so there you go. Here's the other part about him, and we'll never know this because the promotion ends up shutting down, and of course, you know, Billy Black gets fired. Uh, the other part about it is Billy Black. You would he'd have been a heel, but because of his gimmick and what he looks like, he eventually would have been a babyface in this promotion. And there's a lot you can do with that. Then, yeah, he would have. He would have been a baby. But that's a versatile. That's a versatile character. I don't know if he'd have been heavyweight champ but he definitely would have been a a baby face at some point he might have been a heel here but he, he becomes a baby face at, at some point so yep there you go billy black didn't show up because of snow and um corny had to let him go and that was that and um yeah all right so uh billy black does win the title but again don't get used to him tv title that is don't get too used to him we um we we go next to a confrontation with jim ross with the unibomb and al snow but first they replayed last week's match with snow and unibomb versus the rock and roll that ended in the rock and roll bnd cube because ricky morton came out and used the chair uh let me go to the promo first uh they then throw it to a after they show the recap they throw it to a promo with morton and here that is that marquee out there it says the rock and roll express and that's what's going to happen coming up at march madness for the Smoky Mountain titles elimination match. So you got to understand elimination. Robert and I have been together for 13 years, boys. And when you step in that ring with us, that's one thing we know what to do is stick together. You see, in order to win these titles, you have to beat both of us. And that's one thing, Al Snow, I don't care what you tell the world, that you're the world's greatest wrestler. And you have the world's toughest wrestler behind you. But what it boils down to is elimination. And one thing that you're not going to do. And it's going to be a proven fact in March Madness that you're not going to beat the Rock and Roll Express. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Um, Doc, any thoughts? I thought it was meat and potatoes, but, um, you know, he's just promoting the March Madness elimination tag match. Meat and potatoes. Yep. All right. Let's go to Al Snow and Unibomb, who are now in the ring with JR. We're going to respond to Ricky Morton. Let's see what they have to say. Some comments from the Rock and Roll Express. Yes. Wait, now let's get something straight. Jim Bob, Jimbo. <laughs> we asked for the elimination tag match, not the Rock and Roll Express. Let's get it straight, okay, right off the bat. We asked for the elimination tag match, and there's a reason why we did. Last week, we proved it was divide and conquer. We proved it, that we could take the Rock and Roll Express, take one out, and take the other one down. 
We would have won if it wasn't for that blonde-headed little geek that ran in the ring and cracked us with the chair. Talk about Ricky Morton. After you, after, no, after, after you ran him into that ring post and busted his head open, I saw what you did. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. I didn't run him into the ring post. He tripped. I was trying to help him pick up, pick him up off the mat. He had fallen out of the ring, and he fell into the ring post. Well, the challenge is that the, you have to beat both of those gentlemen to win the Smoky Mountain Tag Team title. Let me tell you something. Rock and roll, you're idiots. You played right in our hands. Your whole career has been built around two-on-one, the double drop kick. Now... It's an elimination. You have to beat both guys. And Lord knows you ain't beating me. Not unless lightning strikes and a, a beam falls on my head. But if you happen to beat me, let's just say for grins and giggles you do, now you got to beat this guy. And that ain't happening. There's no way that you can beat both of us. So I guess, Jimmy, you're going to be looking at the new Smoky Mountain Heavyweight Tag Team title holders. All right. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, we'll see that during always, March Madness. It's been a pleasure. It's always it's been a pleasure for you and it's been a pleasure for these people out here. I'm looking forward to killing the Legends Rock and Roll Express, taking them out, and living long and happy lives with me and my good friend Unibon. There you hear it, and we will be back. All right, Doc, what are your thoughts on Al Snow's arrogance or anything else he flaunted right there? I'm just going to say it. That one didn't do much for me. No? No. Last week he talked about going and having some sex, which popped me. Well, and I and I'm a bigger fan of like his Al Snow head, having head out there than I think you are. But that one didn't do much for me. Um, his having sex line in that first promo <laughs> he did was ridiculously Funny. glorious. Uh, I just like his arrogance here, and maybe. And I think it works because he's such a new person in promotion that you're like, what the hell? This is an arrogant prick. Uh, rock and roll. I hope they kick his ass. So, uh, but anyway, I mean, I can see why you would say it's not doesn't didn't do much for you. So, all right, we'll keep going. Billy Black, what do you have from his promo as he spit freaking tobacco all over poor Jr. during this promo? Yeah, that's kind of gross. Yeah, I. I I know we've seen this in a couple of different places. Like, um, what's his name? Spit on, he didn't do it on purpose, but he chewing tobacco. Stan Hansen was chewing tobacco and got all over Missy one time and WCW, but chewing tobacco just, ugh, I, I don't care if you do it. I just don't want to spit all over me. It's your body. You do what you want with it, but I don't know. Any other thoughts on the promo? I don't have nothing because Billy Black's about to be gone. Right. It's, it's not worth investing in him at this point. <laughs> yeah. So then we go straight to uh, Buddy Landell versus Anthony Michaels. And JR says, we know Buddy has nice underwear, but don't take that out of context, ladies and gentlemen. That popped me when JR said that. Yeah. Uh, Buddy wins with a figure four. Uh, I mean, he kind of wins relatively quickly. Did you have anything from it, Doc? Buddy was fired up and aggressive, so. He he was rolling. I love Buddy. He rolled. He steamrolled him. I liked it. Um, you know, there's there's chicken shit hill, Buddy, and then there's he's fired up and proving a point, and I like that. Yeah, Buddy was good. He wins though. All right. So uh, anything else before we go to uh, Buddy's promo because he's going to cut a promo with Jr. Um, just as we start this, um, Buddy looks like he got a little haircut. He got a little trim, and I don't mean poon. <laughs> he got a little trim. Yeah. And 
He also looks like he may have lost a few pounds here. Like he's getting into ring shape. He looks like you know he's he's got a, he's a little less soft than he's been. So he may maybe doing a little training, get a little get a little you know getting a little bit better shape. He may. Let's go to Buddy Landell though. After his match, he's going to cut a promo. He's with Jr. Here it is. Okay, last thanks very much. And all due respect to Anthony Michaels, he is no dirty white boy, and that was not a steel cage match, as we will see during March Madness, sir. It seems like every time I turn around, somebody gets the gold mine, and I get the shaft. I don't understand why I have to be in a steel cage match, Jim Ross. I have beat dirty white boy. Every time I get in the stinking ring with him, He's the hardened criminal. He's the one that's used to being locked up. The white girl has to lock him up all the time to feed him. You understand what I'm talking about? I'm the nature boy, Buddy Landell. I'm not used to steel cage matches. And on top of all of that, we've got a special key holder. Who's the key holder, Jim Ross? I have no idea. Somebody the white boy can trust. Somebody that will make sure nobody gets in the cage except you two guys. Let me make it easy for you, white boy. Go home. Seal the windows and the doors up and cut the gas on, baby, and make it easy for yourself. Because in March Madness, you're mine all night long in that steel cage, brother. I wouldn't give a crippled crab a crutch. You diesel-driving, pickle-licking, 12-sandwich-eating, four-liter bottle of Pepsi, I'm going to stomp your stinking head in. All right, well, I think you pretty well said it. You, anything else you want to add to this uh, yeah, proposition? Because I can do it because I'm the nature boy. That's right, I said it. All right, there you have nature boy, Buddy Landell, the showdown coming inside a steel cage in the month of March. Brings us into our fan poll question this week, our 900 poll question. Should cage matches be allowed in Smoky Mountain Wrestling with Lockyer Boat at 1-900-73-SMOKY? Should cage, they getting people to call in and vote on should cage matches be allowed? If man, that's a, that's a weak ass poll question, man. Of course they should. If this isn't working to people. No kidding. On. They ought to be ashamed of themselves over that shit. That's just stealing, man. God. Um, buddy's fired up. What do you have, buddy? Man. I, the the pulling off the line of cripple crab a crutch is a good one. Yeah. And um what's he talking about? Four liter bottle of twelve sandwich eating. I didn't catch all of that, but um, you know, it's buddy, so he's he's entertaining. So I think the I don't know if this is what he meant, but this is how I take it in 2019 eyes is like he's basically talking a fat boy sitting there drinking a, a you know a bunch of sandwiches like a hillbilly and then and then he gonna sit there and slurp it down with a whole two liter of cola with you know where you got nothing but sugar throughout it. I, I think that's what he was trying to say. Uh, I'm not one hundred percent sure, but I felt like that's who he was making fun of. Just kind of calling him a fat boy and eating you know tons of sandwiches and then slurp, slurping it down with a whole two liter instead of just a you know twenty ounce or twelve ounce can. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we go to. Um, we go to the, to the main event, I guess, of this week's episode, and it is the Gangsters versus the New Southern Boys, which is Tracy Smothers and Scott Armstrong. Uh, I got to mention something, Doc, before you talk about the match, if you got anything from it. These people get a ball-headed geek chant going for New Jack. And the question I have for you is, or not you, but just in general, is do they realize New Jack is, one, bald by choice, and two... How do you know that? Hold on. Two... 
He wasn't shaved like Pez Watley, a.k.a. Shaska Watley, was in 86. That's how I know that. It's not like they did an angle in the promotion where they shaved New Jack's head. I'm going to assume since he's been here since July of last year, he's bald by choice. So it's like... It's like they're in a time warp. It's like they think it's still 1986 and they figure, oh, well, it worked on the one black guy, Shaska. It worked on Shaska Watley. He was black. He was one of those black fellas and he got shaved. So this guy's black. He's got a bald head. So we're going to call him a bald headed geek too. I guess you disagree. Oh, you probably didn't give that much thought. Have you have you ever seen New Jack with hair? No, but he didn't get shaved in the promotion is my point. So? Okay. All right. No, I've never seen New Jack with hair, even to this day. Okay, can you go to 3144, please? 3144. I, I, it's like seeing a unicorn, pal. 3144, there you go. When he, what, the black folks in the crowd? Yeah. There's a couple of black folks in the crowd. There were those people. There was the little kid they showed last week because they're in the same building. What are they, what are those two people? Who are those two people rooting for in the crowd that we just saw? Your people. Uh, The gangsters. They're rooting for the gangsters? Yeah. Okay. Are they they being loud? Are they being loud about it? Uh, they're probably sitting there, you know, just enjoying the show. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. What else? You got? Okay. Well, they did a dosey do into a drop kick there that was some pretty country bullshit, but it was entertaining. Yeah. What else you got from it? I enjoyed this match. I thought Scott Scott and Smothers worked really well together, and you know Smothers gets busted open. There's just a lot going on. Yes. There's a ton of shit going on I'll, let me run through it, it. yeah there's just a there's a lot all right so but straight, i enjoy i thought this was a good enjoyable match yeah they gave, they gave the people their money's worth because they went a while i mean they 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 went much longer than you get from a, from tv matches so uh they get the heat on smothers and cut off the ring working him over less mentions even that they are using good ring psychology uh-huh. they being the gangsters uh mustafa at some point misses a maneuver and tracy gets the hot tag to scott armstrong D'Lo is on the outside, and with Scott about to slam New Jack, D'Lo hits Scott in the knee with the uh, flapjack, and New Jack pins Armstrong for the win. That's when Cornette, who's been who's out there with the Southern Boys, gets involved, though, and the gangsters start putting the boots to Cornette. Uh, they are now putting the boots to Cornette, Smothers, and Armstrong. They are trying to break Armstrong's leg. It takes Bullet Bob to come out and start trying to clear the ring, but they eventually get the best of the Bullet of Bullet Bob too. Um, they eventually uh, bury Bob Armstrong under the X flag. Smothers eventually clears the ring with Cornette's racket. Um, you can bet your ass this came directly from uh, Mid-South Wrestling, UWF, when Bill Watts was buried under the Russian flag. It's the same shit. Not the same exact angle, but uh, the, the burial with the flag is. And uh, Is there anything more disrespectful, Doc, in this territory than to bury uh, an old white man under the uh, black X flag. Not only an old white man, 
but Bob Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Man, that, I mean, that's the same as Bill Watts laying there under a Russian flag when he would come out <laughs> week after week and talk about the communist. And, you know, how many weeks have you come on Mid-South as far back as 82 and listen to Bill Watts? give his opinions from around the world and the communist and the Iranians and the people who hate our way of life. And then he's laying there under the Russian flag. Equal. And you know what? It doesn't matter if somebody else did it. If it's look, effective. Look at the visual of the X flag laying over Bob. Look at it. The, the symbolism, the visual, it's just, we Russian. just buried him in our flag. We just we just defeated everything fashion. you stand for. We just beat your best. And yeah. look at him. He's covered up cozy under our flag. Yeah, he's he's buried, man. We just conquered. It's like it's like if they'd have turned him over and stuck a flagpole in his butt and planted their flag in his ass. They have buried the commissioner, Bullet Bob Armstrong, under the flag. Scott rips it off of his body. Get that brag good. off my daddy. Yeah, this was good. The fans are into this. It was really good. Yeah. Um, I liked Cornette stealing or using this angle from uh, Mid-South when the Russians buried. The only thing they did, only I don't say the only thing, but the one thing that made when Watts was buried under the Russian flag more impactful they busted Watts wide the fuck open. He was bleeding everywhere. So that would have been the only thing that might have made it a little bit better from a um, bullet. But uh Bullet Bob is uh, buried under the flag and it takes um it takes a while for them to get the gangsters out that ring and they finally do. Anything else from it, Doc? No, I think we're gonna go to a final promo on our way out the gate. Yes, sir. We're going to go now to Cornette, Bob Armstrong, Scott Armstrong, Tracy Smothers. They are in the ring with Les Thatcher. Uh, in the aftermath of what we just talked about. Here it is. We're in the ring with Jim Cornette, the Armstrongs, Tracy Smothers, and gentlemen, this thing has gotten totally out of hand. This thing's got out of hand, I'll tell you something. When you start messing with this guy right here, you've done a bad, bad thing. I know from experience, and I know that this flag right here is going to end up being a handkerchief or maybe a piece of toilet paper by the time that he gets finished. Bob, I know you got a few comments on Let this. Let me just tell you something right now. What they did was start something they ain't gonna finish. What they did was bury me under just a little bit of cloth. I'm gonna bury them gangsters under six feet of dirt. I'll tell you, I'm tired of signing contracts and negotiating contracts. That ain't my thing. I've tried to be a bill commissioner. You can't do it outside the ring. You gotta get inside the ring and do it. And I judge a man when I look right in his eyes. And my granddaddy said, you can't judge him fighting a man unless you look him dead in the eyes. And I intend to look all three of you in the eyes. You know, they say something about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, you're one of them. You ain't no good. You ain't that bad, but you damn sure ugly. So the next time I see you, big boys, I'm going to keep this flag because I need some toilet paper for my outhouse. And that's where it's going. In there, replace my Sears catalog. You boys can tell it all you want. When it comes down to it, boys, you're going to have to bite the bullet and you don't pack the gear to get it done. All right, there you Okay, Doc, before you assess what you heard, which is a very good promo from uh, Bob Armstrong, I understand he's going to use the flag as toilet paper to wipe his ass and put shit on it. 
but he said he was going to replace the the Sears catalog with the flag. I, is he using the paper in the Sears catalog to wipe his ass? Man, I was confused about that too, so I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, it's just not. And, and look, I mean, I man, I've heard some stuff from old timers like my grandfather who fought in World War II. Is like, and sometimes you gotta wipe your ass with some things you wouldn't have to. You, you wouldn't, you know, think you'd wipe your ass with. So, I, hey, look. I've been lucky enough to have toilet paper my whole life. I understand when you're over fighting a war, you may not have that luxury. Uh, so I assume that's what he meant. And, um, you know, Bullet Bob's a badass old man. So let's just assume that, uh, I guess he was using paper from the Sears catalog and now he's, uh, he's got the, the, the flag he can wipe his ass with now, which is, uh, very good on his side. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the flag is maybe a little softer. I, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, Doc, any, any, what are your thoughts on this promo though? Man, just talking about how he's going to wipe his ass with their flag is just, it's not classy, but it's what the people want to hear. Yeah, buddy. He said, they buried me under six feet of cloth. I'm going to bury them under six feet of dirt. That was good. Mm. Uh, what else? That's, you got that's tough. That's tough talk with these hooligans, these thugs. Anything else, Doc? I don't think so. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and rate this thing. Or Doc's going to go ahead and rate it. Uh, before we do so, Y'all, remember. Dob, you just said you're going to rate it now. Become a patron at tinyurl.com slash BTT. It is a great way to support this show. Uh, you get extra content, over 200 plus Patreon exclusive episodes at tinyurl.com slash BTT. You even get the video reviews of all of these episodes that we do. Great stuff. Lots of stuff over there on Patreon. We've done a number of top fives over there. We've got the world class shows, the ECW shows, tons of additional and bonus content. Uh, the pre shows over at Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. So please join and help support this show. Look, we don't run ads. We don't do any of that bullshit. We just provide two free shows a week. So if you got it in your heart, support this show and become a Patreon member. Um, Doc, disability checks. What are you giving it? Man, we've got ourselves yet another good episode. Not the greatest, but good. Another um, 46 minutes of fun. We're into March. I'm going to say 8.0. All right. I think you're right on the money there. I'll leave it at that. Uh, Seems like a good rating. We need to give out the government cheese award now, but uh, make sure you use your government cheese on our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Great way to support this show. Again, give that link and follow up with the hoes, side pieces, and girlfriends Mm. in your lives and wives. Follow up with those hoes. Cause hoes hey, you gotta stay. Hey, st- you gotta stay. Staying on them ain't, the, ain't only for the bedroom here. You gotta get on them about this thing too. Yeah, we don't mean I'm just stay them. on their ass, like you know, on the bedroom. We mean stay on them. Follow up with these side pieces and hoes. Uh, you ain't riding them like an amateur wrestling match. You gotta, you gotta stay on them about this thing. That's right. But it's uh, they will wander your- away if they will wander away if you let them. Like and children. We- and we know broads love to shop, so make sure they use the link tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Great way to support this show. Go buy Bobby Blaze's book, Pin Me, Pay Me. Go buy Death of the Territories. Go buy anything and everything off of Amazon because that's what you can do these days on Amazon. So, all right. Government Cheese Award time. Man, uh, I went first last week with the Government Cheese. You go first this week, Doc. 
I think you're going to give it to the same person I gave it to, though. Well, then let's see. I'll just cut the shit. I'm giving it to New Jack. Oh, okay. Well, it's not New Jack that I'm giving it to. I'm giving mine to uh, Bob Armstrong, man. I mean, he got buried, and then he cut that nice promo at the very end. I just like that there's more black in my flag than white. Okay. <laughs> a line from New Jack. Really good stuff. All right, everybody. Before we get out of here. Armstrong should have come back and said, there's red in my flag for blood, pal. Yeah, it would have been It's good. in our history. That would have been good. All right, everybody. I want to remind everyone, uh, please check out a couple of friends of this show. Uh, one of them is the wrestling podcast about nothing with Ring of Honor's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Um, classic and current stuff. A fun show, nonetheless. I've been a guest on theirs. I uh, show a good two to three times. Also, check out Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, definitely more professional, but still fun, nonetheless, as they give their take on the WWF side of pro wrestling's history. Um, Doc, I don't think I have anything else. Hopper's not here. Do you have anything before we split? In the spirit of our good friend, Hard Body Harper. Nah, bruh. Nah, bruh. All right, Doc, hit the tagline. Take us home. Book it, bitch. Before we get out of here, I want to shout out a couple of people, friends of the show. Also want to shout out some Patreon members and thank them for their patronage. Uh, Before I do all that, like I said, a couple of friends of the show and podcasts that we hope you support. Check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with Brian Malonis from ROH and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Monday mornings, the show is dropped. They talk current and classic wrestling, along with some indie stuff, too. But it's a good show. They're friends of mine. So please support them because they support us. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast run by buddies of mine, Joe Murata, Michael Quinn, as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. Slightly classier, definitely more professional than we are. Thank you, Joe and Quinn, for all of your plugs. We appreciate it. Also, check out the Bottom Line cast 
with Mike Pru and JV. They do their show. I believe their shows are dropping on Wednesdays these days. I keep forgetting, but uh, they're basically breaking down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So check out Mike and JV as they do their thing. Great show. And also Mike and JV do the ECW Extreme Livecast on our Patreon feed at the $5 level. So good guys doing some good work, and I appreciate it, Mike and JV. Thank you for all of your support. And like I said, I want to thank all the Patreon members out there for their support and patronage. We really appreciate it. We do two shows a week that are free. And then in addition to that, we do more because of you guys, and we appreciate that. So thanks for supporting this show. Uh, it's definitely a great thing that you do for us and, and supporting us. I mean, I can't say it enough. I'm eternally grateful for all the patrons we have. And as I'm talking about being eternally grateful, shout out to the Hall of Fame patrons. Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Suazo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunife, and Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA Russell Nutt on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Half Pints Point. Keep cutting them promos, kid. I know you would love when I say that. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn, Ryan and Auburn, at Ryan and Auburn, that is, on Twitter. Good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, At Spy, Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller, 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howell, T-Hog 94, God Bold Unreal. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. That list is getting longer and longer. And I appreciate it. Thank you for your patronage. And thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons and supporting this show and everything we do. That's all I got. Thank you again, guys. We appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day and week and whenever or month or whenever you're listening to this. Thank you very much. And like Harper always says before we get out of here, book it, bitch. <laughs>